Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. It's time for the Newsmax Daily from Newsmax, America's fastest-growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson. And by the grace of God, it is finally Friday. Let's hope you had a good week. The Biden administration has had a bad week. Because they are masters of the reverse Midas touch. Everything gold, they touch and it turns to absolute crap. And uh, we're going to get into all of that today, particularly Afghanistan, among other things, which took literally six months to fall into chaos. Uh, Some horrific stories coming out of there. And uh, honestly, the border and inflation and uh, unbelievable, unbelievable. And people are mad and people are ready to fight. And I'm not saying, uh, you know, with guns. But we're ready to fight for the country. It's happening at school board meetings around the country, at state capitals around the country. It's happening on some social media that uh, doesn't shut you down like Facebook, Twitter, and uh, YouTube. But on places like Getter, G-E-T-T-R, it's there, MagaBook. I'm on both of those sites. Things are happening. Things are happening. I'm going to start with good news today. How does that sound? The movie Field of Dreams is uh, right in my wheelhouse. It is with a lot of uh, a lot of men, and the reason being is because a lot of men, you know, they might grow distance from their fathers, and then after father dies, they, you regret and you want to uh, try to make up for whatever past issues you had with your dad. It, you know, it's, it's uh, not uncommon. I, you know, I'm the same way. You know, everybody's everybody's got issues. I've got issues. I've got I've got emotional baggage arriving on carousels one, two, three, four, five. Thank you very much. Have a nice flight, everybody. But the movie is powerful because it uh, speaks to that, and it also is a uh, incredibly patriotic uh, movie. And uh, I, I never fail to cry at the end of that movie. It's so beautiful. Dad, you want to have a catch? Oh, my God. Well, the Chicago White Sox and the New York Yankees played Thursday in Dyersville, Iowa, where the, uh, the, the, you know, the Field of Dreams was shot. The Field uh, is a replica of the one in the movie which did not meet MLB regulations, but now it has. And the White Sox beat the Yankees 9-8. to They were ahead. The Yankees were ahead of the White Sox with an 8-7 lead before Tim Anderson of the White Sox hit a final home run in the bottom of the ninth inning, and fireworks erupted, and this is the play-by-play. Anderson hits it. Absolutely beautiful. And the players came out of the cornfield to walk onto the field. And Kevin Costner walked out onto the field. The only thing could have made it better was uh, Ray Liotta and James Earl Jones being there. It was really cool. And they wore the old-time uniforms. I, I just love it. I just love it. I don't think that there were any uh, there was any kneeling during the national anthem. So, 
Uh, I want to go to Dyersville. I'm an Iowa boy, and uh, and I would love to make it out there, and I wish I could have been there last night, but uh, I could not. All right, let's get into the uh, the news du jour, shall we? Former President Barack Obama shrugged off concerns over uh, of scientific experts by throwing himself a massive 60th birthday party at his $17.5 million estate on Martha's Vineyard. The star-studded event was uh, confirmed as a, are you ready for this? Super spreader event, putting countless lives at risk and further cementing Obama's reputation as a narcissistic war criminal. <laughs> this is according to the article. Compiled by the New York Times, COVID-19 infections in Dukes County, Massachusetts, which contains Martha's Vineyard, have spiked in the day since Obama's uh, selfish display of clout. Cases have increased 1.89% over the last two weeks, while hospitalizations have jumped 157%. So there you go. So there you go. I'm going to get into the media completely ignoring the Hunter Biden laptop video, which features him talking about being afraid that he had a laptop stolen by Russians that could be used against him and his family, which should be the biggest story of the of the day of the year. We have a president of the United States and his son who are compromised, ladies and gentlemen, they are compromised by world power players. They are. And nobody's covering the story because we have Pravda. We have Izvestia. They are ABC, CBS, NBC, PBS, MSNBC, CNBC, and all of the sundry left-wing publications like the New York Times around the country. In a country that has the First Amendment, it is just, uh, it's just remarkable. The Taliban is going door-to-door in some regions of Afghanistan to select girls as young as 12 years old to become sex slaves for the group's jihadi fighters. An inside source suggests the Taliban leaders are attempting to kidnap and forcibly marry women. They're looking for women between 12 and 45. Taliban commanders, after capturing one of the provincial capitals, have ordered local imams to bring lists of unmarried women from 12 to 25, or 45 for their soldiers to marry as they view them as kinemator or kinemat or, or spoils of war. Can you imagine your daughter being a spoil of war? The Taliban intends to divide these kids among themselves as jihadists consider them as a prize. These people need to be nuked off the face of the planet. Taliban fighters are permitted to do this under their strict interpretation of Islam, which views women as commodities. And the United States of America, six months after Joe Biden steps into office, is sending 3,000 troops in to evacuate our embassy. That is what we call an epic, epic, epic fail. Greg Kelly talked to John Solomon, a tremendous, tremendous journalist about what's going on in Afghanistan under the incredibly inept man who has never gotten anything right in his entire career as far as foreign policy is concerned, Joe Biden. Well, listen, we can just roll back a year ago. What did President Trump do to bring the Taliban to the table when we did have negotiations going on between the government and Taliban? He used American air power to really pummel the Taliban. And the Taliban hate being struck by our predators and our Air Force and our Navy fighter pilots. And so he showed enough force, even as he was announcing he was planning to get out of Afghanistan, that the Taliban took it seriously and they went to the table for a while. That air power has not been evident in recent weeks and months. And the Taliban moved. They realized, hey, we're not getting blown up from up above. And they have moved with much more haste to take much more land much quicker. I've talked to several people in the intelligence and military community today. The Taliban have advanced 
far further than anyone could imagine uh, in the U.S. government. Oh, I think that we could have imagined it. I think those of us on the right could have certainly imagined it. This is unbelievable. In the assessments from just a few weeks. And yet incredibly believable. To go, the lack of air power, the lack of drones gave the Taliban impunity. They moved across that ground knowing. Now, we are bringing in some our air artillery now, but so much of the damage has already been done. Yeah, too little, too late. Here's Greg Kelly uh, sharing what Donald Trump said to the leader of the Taliban in Afghanistan that made him all sorts of agreeable and peaceful. By the way, so so I understand it. When President Trump said this just a couple of weeks ago, I want to play this up. It's actually summarizing the negotiations he had with the Taliban and certain threats that he made. This is just from a few weeks ago talking about this is epic conversations he had last year. Roll it, please. I started off the conversation. I said, Mohammed, how are you? President Trump. <laughs> Not a lot of social grace, but, you know, that was a nice, he was being nice. Yeah. I think he was being as nice as he could be, Andy. But they're rough, you know, he's a rough, that's all they do is fight. But I said, we're going to come back and hit you harder than any country has ever been hit. And your village, where I know you are, and where you have everybody, that's going to be the point at which the first bombs drop. I told him that. I told him. That is, see, and that's what they understand. And that's why all the murders stopped, and that's why all the rapes stopped, and that's why all the beheadings stopped, and the burning people alive in cages stopped. Because Donald Trump said, I will bring it down. I will rain hell on you, my friend. Here is uh, Greg Kelly talking with John Solomon about the future of Afghanistan, which looks really, really bleak. Yeah, listen, I think the speed at which it's happened has shocked our own military, our own intelligence uh, services. And uh, the quicker it happens, the quicker Afghanistan falls, the more ground uh, the extremists can make before winter, before all of the uh, uh, forces are out of there. I mean, the fact we had to put 3,000 more troops back in the country just to do an exit that we were planning for months tells you how grave the situation is. It seems like there's been some bad planning, some bad estimation. And I think the missed opportunity was if the pressure was on the uh, the Taliban in the uh, winter, spring, and summer, early summer there, they might have gone back to the negotiating table. Instead, they thumbed their noses at us and they've gone right to the uh, to the ground and they're making enormous uh, gains. Well, they took a uh, they're also very strategic. Kabul is obviously the ultimate goal. They took a little uh, uh, city called Ganzi. It's so important because you can't get supplies to Kabul without going through there. So the Taliban have made very strategic decisions as they've advanced. And uh, I don't think it looks very good for the future of the Afghan government. Unbelievable. Coming up in a second, some just amazing collaboration between the Biden administration and Facebook. You cannot trust Facebook. You cannot trust Twitter. You cannot trust Parler. You cannot trust YouTube. If you get the chance today, why don't you go to stamps.com and enter the promo code Newsmax because you can start printing official U.S. postage and shipping labels 24-7 without having to leave your desk or buy any fancy equipment. All you need is your computer and a standard printer. Once your mail is ready, just schedule a pickup or drop it off. It's that simple. I'll tell you more about some of the specials they have, but but if you get the chance to, stamps.com, enter promo code Newsmax. An end run around the Constitution, Biden administration pressures Facebook to censor Americans. Biden's administration has reportedly pressured Facebook for several months to censor Americans who post views contradicting the administration's COVID-19 narrative. In the United States of America, you cannot have an opposing opinion. That is without a doubt the first time in history 
as long as I have been alive, that you've been unable to have an opposing opinion because your opposing opinion is labeled misinformation. Do you realize how ungodly, ungodly dangerous this is? The First Amendment prohibits the federal government from restricting the right of Americans to freely express their beliefs. However, in an attempted end run around the Constitution, the Biden administration has pressured Facebook to adopt the government's position on misinformation concerning messaging about COVID-19, according to the New York Times. The liberal newspaper reported that then-White House senior advisor for COVID-19 response, Andy Slavitt, reached out to Facebook. Vice President of Global Affairs Nick Clegg in March This guy delivered an ominous warning about the company's future and alleged responsibilities. This started in March. For many weeks, Mr. Slavitt and other White House officials have been meeting with Facebook to urge the company to stop the spread of disinformatia, as uh, Joseph Stalin coined in 1926, about the coronavirus vaccines. In March, Mark Zuckerberg, Facebook chief executive, called Ron Klain, the White House chief of staff, and discussed health misinformation. March. The White House grew so frustrated by Facebook answers to the internal meetings that at one point it demanded to hear from the data scientists of the company instead of lobbyists. The newspaper also published a quote from the White House Rapid Response Director Mike Gwynn explaining that Facebook hasn't, quote, lived up to the Biden administration standards. Those standards, by the way, are total domination and propaganda from the federal government. The White House official appeared to admit the Biden administration is setting standards that expect Facebook to follow and implement. Biden appeared to claim that Facebook was killing people in July before backtracking. White House Press Secretary Jen Snarky also said that the Surgeon General Vivek Murthy's office was flagging problematic posts for Facebook that spread disinformation. She later flip-flopped and said the Biden administration was uh, uh, has, has not asked Facebook to block any individual posts. Bull crap, Jen. Bull crap. Meanwhile, nobody's paying attention to Hunter Biden's new video. It's a new video, guys. Hunter Biden with a Russian prostitute lamenting how he was near death. He drugged out of the Vegas hotel. This video shows him naked with a hooker in 2019 after filming a sex tape explaining how he believed his laptop was stolen. This is blockbuster gigantic news for the son of the President of the United States who has been given charge of a Chinese hedge fund with no experience and a position on an oil and gas board in Ukraine with no experience and a salary of $85,000 a month. The incident would mean Hunter Biden has lost a total of three computers, each likely to hold sensitive information about Joe Biden. Wow. Just wow. Greg Kelly talked to Peter Schweitzer, terrific author and investigator, about the Hunter laptop video that the rest of the media, not one single mainstream media outlet, had the story of the president's son and business associates losing three laptops to foreign agents. Yeah, and look, I think this uh, this signifies what's happened to this story, Greg. It started out as a story of corruption. We first exposed it in 2018. It's now morphed from a story of corruption to a story about possible espionage or compromise. Um, and this is important because, as you pointed out, 
the media is not covering this story. They were very aggressive in covering, uh, you know, the the dossier on Donald Trump, the concerns and the fears that, uh, uh, you know, that he might somehow be compromised. That was based on a totally anonymous source that had no background and no support. Here you have from Hunter Biden's own mouth uh, that that there is compromising material on the family. Any other administration, if it were a Republican, it would be the biggest scandal in the history of the country. Let's remember that the laptop... That Along with the theft of the 2020 election, which nobody is interested in uh, covering. That he now says uh, that Russian gangsters took. Um, not only has material about him, it has material about his father, about his uncle and other family members. So uh, this is quickly evolving uh, into a story with serious national security implications. And we need to know, look no further than Hunter Biden's own mouth himself, where he is explaining uh, that that this material is a threat and can be used against him and against the Biden family. There could be no plainer evidence than him saying it in a video. He said it. The FBI is supposedly investigating Hunter Biden's laptop and put off the investigation until after the election quite conveniently. A uh, great question, Greg. I mean, you point out uh, quite accurately that it was Hunter Biden that disclosed this investigation was going on. We now know from reporting at Politico that the uh, the uh, prosecutor that's actually looking into this case um, uh, literally um, explained that he did not uh, in, uh, announce uh, any of the subpoenas or anything because he didn't want it to come out during the election. We don't know the status of the investigation. Here's the problem. Uh, the problem is any investigation that's going The problem is the FBI is corrupt as the day is long. Behind closed doors. Um, we have this pattern of whether it's the Hunter Biden and the issue over the gun permit or these other uh, issues that have come up, uh, that the federal government just does not seem to be interested in investigating them. Yeah, Hunter Biden was able to buy a firearm even though he was a cocaine user. That's on the questionnaire to get a firearm. And my view has always been from the beginning, Greg, whether it's the, the Trump uh, stuff in 2017, the, the Russia collusion, or whether it's this stuff, the federal government ought to look at it. Uh, the Trump story fell apart very, very quickly. The Russian dossier that was paid for by the Hillary Clinton campaign and the DNC. The Hunter Biden story has not. The more information... That and used to get a FISA warrant to uh, to uh, basically wiretap the uh, Trump uh, campaign, the Trump transition team, and the Trump administration. That has come out over the last couple of years further confirms the concerns. Uh, and let's remember, this is not just a Hunter Biden story. This is a Joe Biden story mm -hmm. who is president of the United States and our commander in chief. Never seen this kind of corruption in my life. I've never seen this kind of corruption in my life with regard to the White House. The Clintons, pretty darn corrupt. <laughs> pretty darn corrupt, but uh, they pale by Joe Biden and his family. CDC Director Rachel Walensky on Thursday said only certain immune-compromised individuals need a booster shot, apparently. Okay, so this is the latest. Some people will need a booster shot. Here is the CDC Director. Play a little bit of this. As we've been saying for weeks, emerging data show that certain people who are immune-compromised, such as people who have had organ transplant and some cancer patients, may not have had an adequate immune response to just two doses of the COVID vaccine. That makes sense, actually, because their white cell counts down. To be clear, this is a very small population. We estimate it to be less than 3% of adults. We've been working to identify how best to provide increased protection to these vulnerable people 
who are disproportionately impacted by severe outcomes due to COVID-19. Yeah, okay, I don't need to hear any more of her. I don't need to hear any more of her. By the way, the CDC inflated uh, infection numbers in uh, the state of Florida last week. They counted several days into one day and claimed it was a new record, and then they had to recant because they lied, you see. They lied. But here's a freak up. I mean, sorry, excuse me. Bika Brzezinski. And in Florida, we have a governor more interested in playing politics than saving lives. The DeSantis variant. Her voice is almost quivering with anger. That's why nearly one in four new COVID cases are coming out of Florida. Florida! And why... I'm sorry, what state did you say there, Mika? Coming out of Florida. Okay, Florida. And why many of their emergency rooms are once again jam-packed. And the state is weeks away from yet another full-blown medical crisis. Are you kidding me? This is completely preventable. And the governor of Florida owns this one. If uh, masks work so well to stop COVID, why haven't they? The most tragic part of this story is that almost all oh, of these hospitals, gonna cry. Gonna cry. hospitalizations and deaths would have and could have been avoided. If misguided Americans had not followed... What do you mean, like, like uh, putting the, uh, the COVID-positive patients into nursing homes in states like Michigan and New York? Don't you suppose those could have been uh, avoided as well, my dear? ...the crazed teachings of a growing death cult. <laughs> I'm a growing death cult. Oh, my God. MSNBC is such a joke as far as, as it's just hyperbole and and just over the top listen the, the the mainstream media and the democrat party have adulterated death camps in germany um they have uh, they have adulterated slavery they have adulterated true racism and jim crow to make it sound like they have adulterated the attack on the the capital of the united states when they burned it down in 1812 to what happened to january 6th they've done all of these these comparisons i don't know what else they can do because everybody's Hitler, the camps where they kept the kids crossing the border during the Trump administration were the Nazi death camps. You know, the white supremacists are everywhere, and uh, and your kid is white supremacist, and the racism is as bad as it was in 1861 or 1968. Uh, where else do you go? Mika Brzezinski essentially says that uh, Ron DeSantis has started a death cult. You know the only death cult in the world? You know what the only death cult in the world is? The Democrat Party! Yeah, they, they uh, you know, 60% of African-American babies in inner cities are uh, murdered. 60 million babies have been murdered since uh, Roe v. Wade. Yeah, I'd, I'd call that the death cult. And then they claim it's uh, women's choice and it's reproductive rights and all this stuff. So, wow, uh, just nonsense. Absolute, uh, absolute nonsense. Here is what uh, Ron DeSantis had to say about all that. And, of course, uh, you know, he uh, he uh, kicks butt and he takes names. And, uh, you know, the reason why the Democrats hate him is because uh, they're afraid he could be a president someday. The White House, uh, they're more concerned about uh, trying to attack me than actually dealing with the problems of the country. I don't see them dealing with the border crisis. I don't see them dealing with inflation. Obviously, energy prices are out of control, uh, but yet they have this obsession with Florida. And um, look, obviously, we're cutting against the grain. We're standing up to federal overreach, and we're proud of doing that. Uh, But they should really focus on getting the job done that they were elected to do, and they're not doing that right now. Somebody made the uh, point on Newsmax the other day about Kamala Harris not doing her job. And this guest, and I I don't remember who it was, said, oh, no, she's doing it. She's doing exactly what she was told. Wholesale opening of the border to create a permanent underclass and Democrat voters. 
Here is uh, Ron DeSantis talking about Joe Biden letting the virus into the southern border while masking your kids so they suffocate in school. Exactly. And this is a president that ran saying he was going to shut down the virus. Well, how do you shut it down when you're bringing people, hundreds of thousands of people, but Tucker, they're from over 100 different countries. So whatever variants are out there are coming through that border, they're knowingly letting them in, and then they're farming them out all over the United States. Clearly. This is an assault on the sovereignty of the United States and American citizens. Uh, They have a different agenda at play. They do. It's to wreck the country. Here is Ron DeSantis talking about opening schools, which he did last year. So our view is you shouldn't have government forcing kindergartners to wear masks for eight hours a day. That should be a decision for the parent. And so parents in Florida have the ability to make that choice. Joe Biden in the White House, they think the federal government should force masks on kindergartners for eight hours a day when they admit they do not know the long-term consequences of doing so. I do have the long-term consequences of that. Coming up in just a second, I will share it with you. Because it is uh, it is tantamount to child abuse. Yeah. First, I want to tell you about Stamps.com. If you haven't signed up for Stamps.com, maybe you work at home or you have, a, you have an office and you just can't make time to go to the post office. Everybody needs to mail stuff, right? But a lot of the times you just don't have the time to go to the post office. A big goose egg in the middle of your day. Well, right now with Stamps.com, you can print official U.S. postage and shipping labels 24-7 without having to leave your desk or buy a fancy printer. No. No equipment needed. Uh, once your mail is ready, schedule a pickup. Just drop it off. And you could save money up to 40% on uh, to post office shipping, up to 66% on UPS. They have a switch and save feature. You can compare other carriers to find the best rate. That's always big. No risk, no obligation, no contract. Just go to stamps.com, enter code Newsmax, get a special offer, four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale. Stamps.com, enter code Newsmax, a little microphone there at the top of the page. Stamps.com, never go to the post office again. A little bit more from death cult leader uh, Ron DeSantis. They are basically saying that we are all just subservient to uh, medical authoritarianism. And I said that because that's what Mika Brzezinski called him. Whatever they think. She's not terribly right. Needs to be done. We have to submit to it. Uh, that is, it's probably, Tucker, uh, the most significant threat to freedom um, in my lifetime, certainly since the fall of the Berlin Wall, uh, because taken to this illogical conclusion, you end up with Australia, where they're forcing lockdowns huh. uh, at the point of bayonet. Uh, so this is, they've come a long way in their ideology. Oh, they've gone bananas. Uh, they have gone bananas in Australia. I used to kind of respect Australia as kind of uh, independent, you know, rugged individualism kind of country. Uh, not so much now, at least with leadership. <laughs> if there's something we've learned from the COVID crisis, it's that the teachers unions and a great many of our teachers who we always held with high regard... What we learned is a lot of those people don't even give a rat's behind about kids. They don't give a rat's behind about your kids, but they sure do love hanging out at home in their pajamas, teaching, uh, distance learning, going on vacation, and getting bonuses. They love all that. But even though the studies have shown that their chances of getting COVID with children in classrooms without masks, uh, they're very, very incredibly rare. And with this new Delta variant, kids uh, have more of a risk from the flu, and we don't mask for the flu. And teachers are refusing to go back to school for a variety of reasons, even though the Home Depot cashier, he or she have to go to work, the grocery store checkout, the Walmart shelf stocker, 
the employees at Target, they all had to go. Where are the mass gra- graves behind those buildings? Where are the class action lawsuits for all the deaths? For all the deaths at Walmart! Because they left their stores open during the pandemic. Unbelievable. Clay Travis spoke of the Williamson County Schools in Tennessee. They uh, voted on uh, Tuesday to require kids to wear masks to school. Despite the fact that hundreds of parents arrived and said no to masks, and I hope that the parents say no and send their kids without masks because you can't boot everybody out for wearing not wearing a mask. Here is Clay Travis. Good evening. Uh, I'm Clay Travis. I have two kids in Williamson County Public Schools, fifth grader and a first grader, and you all should be ashamed of the choices that you are about Preaching. to make. We teach our kids that facts matter. That's why they go to school. The facts are these, masks don't work. There isn't a single scientific data that has ever proven that masks work. Also, let's talk about risk analysis, which is the key. I feel bad for all these people walking around in masks, engaging in cosmetic theater, thinking that they are making a difference against COVID. They aren't. Here's the truth. Our kids, under 25-year-old, one in a million chance that they are going to die of COVID. They are more likely to be struck by lightning. They are more likely to be struck by lightning. They are That's true, by the way. More likely to die of the seasonal flu. Have any of you ever mandated masks for the seasonal flu? Well, shame on you because every kid in Williamson County Schools has been under more danger from the seasonal flu every year than they are for COVID. I would tell every parent here, don't let your kids wear masks. Now's his time. <laughs> and they went ahead and passed the dang mask mandate anyway. Hey, you know what? Uh, it's it's Papa Bear's week. Here's another Tennessee dad going off on mass in front of a school board. The flu. The CDC estimates that 480 kids died from the flu in the 2018-2019 season. That's more than have died from COVID in a year and a half. Now, did anyone on this board suggest at any point that year that kids wear masks? Did anyone in this room suggest this is in front of the Nashville school board? Suggest that at any point anyone wear masks for flu, which again is more dangerous to kids than COVID. That's a fact. Now. Do you know what it's called when you force your children to wear masks for fear yep. of a virus that poses almost no threat to them? It's Say called it child me. abuse. You child want to look abuse. up a disease, look up Munchausen by proxy, because that's what this is. If you think wow. I'm exaggerating, then how would you respond to a parent who forced his kid to wear a football helmet every day, all day, for fear of falling coconuts and meteors? Your kid is <laughs> almost as likely to die of COVID as he is from a rock from the sky. And yet, if you saw that, you would say to that parent that he is abusive, that he is forcing his kid to participate in this utterly insane charade in order to satisfy his delusional psychotic hypochondria nice nicely said nicely said there dad good job here is uh, grant stinchfield talking to mark meadows about joe biden six months in office uh, six months of, uh, of of welcome back carter to go from trump to biden where we've got uh the administration pleading with opec to give us more oil so that prices will come down and pleading with our foreign leaders to please don't send anybody else here mm. there's only one group 
that is responsible for this, and it's everybody at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. And you you hit it right. It was 212,000 people last month, but we just got word. Reports are out that Joe Biden is going to take a two-week vacation. Oh, really? We'll have over 100,000 people come in just in the length of time that he's away from the Oval Office, huh. and and supposedly he's got everything under control. My orcas is exactly right. It is setting records, but it's not the right kind of records. Yep. And here is a little bit more from Mark Meadows about Biden's ineptitude on the border. Well, it's man-made. They put out the welcome wagon, uh, Matt, and they said, you know, please come on in. You know, they're saying that there's root causes in Central America. The root causes are actually right here in Washington, D.C. You see the two root causes right there on the screen. They're the ones that are making this this particular policy. And when when you start to see this, the interesting thing that we we start to see is there's no COVID protections. There's no mass mandates on the southern border nope. so they'll make sure that everybody why is that if it's such a devastating and awful awful thing in two big republican states then why isn't it a big deal on the border he uh has a, a vaccine passport in new york because they're lying and you're being played york state or new york city but they're not going to do it in the southern border listen the hypocrisy is beyond belief and quite frankly americans have well, had enough and and we see the inept policy that literally is something that Joe Biden uh, continues to support. All right, and another epic monologue, Grant Stinchfield of Newsmax delivers on uh, masks and the Pfizer vaccine. Oh, and the Pfizer company not requiring its employees to get vaccinated. Huh, weird, huh. Simply a statement of your political ideology now. And Democrats, from Nancy Pelosi to the Dallas County Judge Clay Jenkins, want to force you to show the world that you are weak willing to submit to the power-hungry left. They want to shame anyone who makes an individual choice that goes against masking or vaccinating. Because masks do what, kids? They, They protect you from COVID? No, but they do broadcast fear. Shame them into submission. The reality is the masks are now all about optics for those Democrats. Optics of overwhelming numbers. You see everybody walking around the store with a mask. Don't fall for it. Which brings us to vaccine mandates, maybe the most unconstitutional of all. As Joe Biden pushes companies to demand employees be vaccinated, all of them, one company, well, this company apparently refuses to go that far. Why is that? Who is that, Grant? And this one's a doozy. It's Pfizer, the maker of one of the vaccines. That's right. Weird. According to Breitbart News, documents they cite show The company that produces a China virus vaccine is not requiring its employees to take it. Wow. Unbelievable. Here's uh, Grant talking to uh, Texas AG Ken Paxton about masks and fighting mask mandates. Well, we're at the Fifth Circuit right now. We appealed the temporary restraining order that uh, Clay Jenkins was able to get in court against the the mask uh, mandate or stopping of, of, of that. And so we're waiting for this Fifth Circuit. We're hoping that they will respond rather quickly. If they don't, we will mandamus all the way to the Texas Supreme Court. So I would guess that we will get to the Texas Supreme Court in the next few days, probably early next week. All right, we will see. Uh, Victor Davis Hanson has written a uh, terrific column. It's called American Armageddon and Where America is Heading. 
Uh, Americans are growing angry by the day in a way different from senior, prior sagebrush revolts, such as the 1960 Silo Majority or Tea Party Fuhrer over a decade ago. I agree. The rage of the current status quo this time is not just fueled by conservatives. For the first time in their lives, all Americans of all classes and races are starting to fear a self-created apocalypse that threatens their family's safety and the American way of life. Here is uh, Mr. Davis Hanson appearing with Cortez and Pellegrino last night. All of these critical theories we thought were the stuff of the faculty lounge, they're starting uh, to filter down. So critical legal theory that there is no law other than the context of race, class, and gender really has filtered down to the police cannot keep safety in the major streets of uh, cities in the blue state, Chicago, Oakland, San Francisco, Los Angeles, Baltimore, New York, and people are just simply not going there. We don't know how to handle the homeless and it's a matter of public safety. When you have two million people forecast to come across the border in a physical year, and we know that we're not asking them to prevent present vaccination certificates or even to be tested, and yet we're harking, hounding out Americans to do the same. Or if your videos show, we're not arresting people for looting, and we're down, we're jawboning uh, producers of fossil fuels that they're doing something wrong when we're short fuels, and then we have this inflationary right. index of housing. The whole sinews of our society is starting to unwind. Yep, they are. And he mentioned he was on a flight recently and they literally had to stop, land the plane at an airport that did have fuel so they could fill the plane with fuel. Here's more from uh, Victor Davis Hanson. All of their loans dissolved by the federal government and as an insult to injury of the people. Let's start that over. The United States, a republic that we thought was beyond uh, you know, those kinds of consequences. I do. It's not just the, that we're nearing $30 trillion in annual, in annual debt, or excuse me, in collective debt, but the very principles of market capitalism are being questioned. People are, Barack Obama said he wasn't sure whether you really had to pay back the debt during this time. And we have people who don't believe that the landlord owns the property, that they can be excused in perpetuity almost from paying rent. We have students now that are looking forward to getting all of their loans dissolved by the federal government and as an insult to injury of the people who paid them back or never went to college. And, you know, when you have inflation, you're printing more money, but there's no gains in productivity or natural mineral or fossil fuel wealth or, or radical increases in population. You're just simply weakening or dissolving the value of the currency. So what I'm even more worried about, Stephen, is that we have people in control of this government who don't abide by the laws of economic physics, so to speak. They really do right. not believe in debt, and they do not believe in the value of currency or the, the sanctity of the, the... And they don't believe in the country, and they think we're fundamentally racist. The, uh, the agreement between a landlord and a, uh, a renter or a debtor and a lender. And so right. when you start to see that, it, that's what really on, uh, on one our side. Now, yesterday, the President of the United States said that he wanted to limit drug prices. He wanted to, to limit the increases in uh, cost for drugs per year to the rate of inflation. One place that has done that, and not at all, is higher education. Higher education has exploded in cost. And a lot of tenured professors are very, very, very well off. And a lot of endowments to universities are very good. And we're revealing that frequently higher education gives your kid a worthless degree and a major chip on his shoulder. A survey that was recently conducted by Intelligent.com reveals almost half of Americans who took out student loan debt 20 years ago still carry some of the debt. It also shows that 76% of people who took one of these loans are in debt for at least 6 to 10 years after they graduate. This is a gigantic racket. 
to get loans that uh, are funded by the federal government to pay inflated salaries, inflated costs per credit hour. 54% of borrowers who left school 11 to 20 years ago, 42% of those who left college more than 21 years ago are still paying off their loans. 45% of people who left school more than 21 years ago still owe between 10000 and 49000 and do 43000 uh, of people who left school 11 to 20 years ago. It's common to see people years after they left school with a loan balance that actually exceeds the amount they original borrowed because of the accumulated interest, according to intelligent manager Kristen Skatton. Uh, there are borrowers making monthly payments on their loans, but that is only going toward the interest, not the principal. And it goes on, and it goes on, and it goes on, and it goes on. I had mentioned that uh, we see people who come to Washington, D.C., and we feel like they are the new uh, mavericks. They are the ones who are uh, would, never, would never change their mind, never change their stripes. And then every once in a while, you'll see one do that. It's like Invasion of the Body Snatchers. You ever see that movie, the original movie? What would happen is the, the Body Snatchers were coming, and they were taking over people, and they, and they looked the same in appearance. And they acted very similar, but... When somebody fell asleep, the body snatchers would take over that person. And it wasn't the person. The person was dead. The original personality was dead, gone, and had been taken over. Dan Grinshaw was somebody who I, and I, I don't know how to feel about this. I'm a little ticked off, actually. He is a veteran, an injured veteran, uh, nearly went blind in both eyes. He lost an eye in combat. And he was, uh, he was seen at an event in Chicago. And uh, he said to supporters, don't kid yourself, the 2020 election, absolutely not a stolen election, even though no, no court has taken up the case, even though uh, that they, they've been stonewalling for audits in different counties. They've been, there have been uh, Democrat states in, uh, in some of these uh, battleground states have rejected subpoenas to find out more and to recount the votes. I could go on and on and on, but it looks like Dan Crenshaw may have been uh, overtaken by uh, a body snatcher. But don't don't kid yourself into believing that's why we lost. It's not. It's not. You're, you're I'll wrong. Tell, I'll tell you openly. You're I'll wrong. You, and I'm not wrong. Yeah, you are. You are. Five, five I have states. plenty of proof. I have proof in Arizona, I, I, Pennsylvania, I you and Georgia. You did the Maricopa. Yeah. How did that and, turn and, out? And guess what? It's going to turn out and it's going to flip. Okay. We're you watch. Right. We're gonna, you're going to see it first won't. It won't. And, you're, and you've got to flip all five states to make you it. You know work. how they're stealing the elections? All right. I'm not, not going to argue with this. I'm not going to argue with this. It's just something. Look, I'll, I'll say it openly. This is something you got to accept. Is there a lot of voters? He is yeah, right. It probably is. Enough that Trump won? No, absolutely not. You'll see. Absolutely not. Five different states, yes. hundreds of thousands of votes. Yes. Kidding yourself. Wow, Dan. Wow, wow, wow. Uh, you know, I hate to say you lost me, but I think you may have just lost me. I think you may have just done it, bro. I think you may have just done it. Because if you don't have the curiosity as a lawmaker to look into five states, shutting down voting uh, at 1030 at night and reopening the next morning with 96 to 100 percent, all the ballots coming in overnight going to Joe Biden. If you're not interested in that, then you've been uh, you have uh, you've changed your stripes. You don't get a lot of strikes with people. Okay, you don't get a lot of strikes with people who, you know, just want you to look into things because we're not stupid and we're not bought out. Because we have to pay the bills every day, and we have to go to the store and go, oh, my God, there's no way we can afford steak anymore. But you really shouldn't have steak. Honestly, that is so elitist to eat steak. You shouldn't have. You should eat, uh, you know, whatever, a cup of rice and six pounds of beans like they get in Cuba every week for being a good citizen.
Just unbelievable. Just unbelievable. Here is uh, the Missouri AG, the Attorney General of the State of Missouri yesterday, Eric Schmidt, talking about uh, the COVID fear campaign that's going on in our country right now and how he is not falling for it. Yeah, if someone says that, that using fear is good, that is what every tyrant in the history of the world and every dictator in the history of the world has ever said, to accumulate, aggregate, and maintain power. This is America, the freest country in the history of the world. And I don't think that we should be allowing individual politicians who want to grab power and never let go of it gain it in the first place amen Uh, people can make their decisions i believe in freedom i believe in responsibility but people can make these um very important decisions themselves and i don't want to live in some futuristic dystopian biomedical security state and i'm going to do everything i can as attorney general to protect the rights of individuals in the state very good very good sir all right before i go i want to i'm going to play that that play-by-play of the winning home run at last night's Field of Dreams game where the White Sox <laughs> beat the New York Yankees. We'll wrap it up with that. Here it is again. Anderson hits it in the air right. Back at the wall, and the White Sox win it. <laughs> we still live in a country where... Millions would tune in to a baseball game played at a field that was built for a fictional book and movie about America's pastime and about patriotism and about redemption. I thought that was pretty darn cool. (laughs) I thought it was really cool. Uh, Okay, so it's time for me to sign off, guys. Um, I greatly appreciate you joining me. For this busy broadcast week, make sure to check out my show this weekend, Rob Carson's What in the World on Newsmax. It airs uh, four times between uh, Saturday and Monday, 9 o'clock tomorrow night, Eastern, 2 o'clock on Sunday, and then more airings on Monday and Tuesday. And it's a really funny show this week. Oh, my goodness. It's a really funny show. It's like uh, it's like the Daily Show meets uh, Mystery Science uh, 3000. Okay. Also, the podcast, thank you for joining me. And if you would, please... Check out NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast for all of the digital platforms. If you just want to listen to it on your phone or whatever, just go to Apple Podcasts and uh, subscribe to it there. It's right there, and uh, and all you got to do is subscribe. It's the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Uh, have a wonderful weekend with your family. My son, son is returning from college. This is a big deal for me because for the first time in his life, I have not seen my son for 90 days, for three months, and I can't wait to see him. I can't wait to see him. And today was my daughter's first day as a junior in high school. So bless them both. God bless you. God bless our military. God bless those troops who served in Afghanistan and did a great job. Don't be disheartened by this administration and their destruction of your progress. God bless our police and firefighters. Remember Ashley Babbitt. And until Monday, do not catch these stupid. Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com. Or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Check NewsmaxTV.com for details. Mmm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. 
Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. 